0: find try this from the Washington Post wherever you listen
3: Hey everyone this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Hi guys, it's Sammy J. And for this episode, we talked to Kesha. I was really excited for this interview, but I also didn't know what to expect going into it. At the end, I realized that we are soul sisters. We talked about so much. We talked about her philosophy on life, positivity, going through hard times, Her new album, High Road, her makeup line, Kesha Rose Beauty, and much more. It's a really interesting conversation, and I hope you enjoy. You guys, Kesha is on this week's episode of my podcast. I am so excited you are here. I am
1: so excited to be talking to you. I'm so impressed.
4: You know, I've admired you for so long, not just because of your songwriting skills, but just because of your honesty and you're just so candid about everything, and it's very
1: refreshing. (laughs) Thanks. I think that the culture right now is so... I was just thinking about this when I was home. I was like going in my head in circles about it. I want to be as open as possible, but then I'm so scared I'm gonna say one stupid thing, and And then the whole world canceled or whatever. Cancel culture—that's such a thing now. So I like want to be as open as possible, but it's kind of also terrifying.
4: It's terrifying because you say
1: one stupid thing, which I do all the time. Everybody says stupid shit. But that's just being human. Exactly. But then you get canceled. So I
4: just... Who started Cancel Culture? I don't know. I think they should cancel Cancel Culture. I agree with that. Well, I want to talk to you about a lot of things today. Yeah. I want to start just with your new album. Yeah. High Road. I'm so excited. How long did it take you to make this album?
1: Um, Some of the songs I've been working on since before Rainbow came out. They're actually songs I wanted to put on Rainbow, but I didn't have really the space and I wanted to save them for... A lighter time, like I really wanted Rainbow to be a specific thing. I had a really specific idea for what I wanted Rainbow to be. So there were some songs that I just kind of felt it wasn't the right time and place. So I kept in my back pocket because I'm a songwriter. I've written so many songs. So I was like, I'm going to save this for after this album. And so this record, you know, four years, some of the songs, and then some of them I'm still finishing.
4: Really? (laughs) So how fast is the turnaround for a song, would you say?
1: Oh, it can be anywhere from, like, a song on my first record. I think I'd written on and off for, like, six years. So it could be anywhere from six years to one day. Would you say you're a perfectionist with that oh, kind of oh, stuff? I'm, like, OCD when it comes to art. Really? Yeah, so the... The This record coming out, High Road and Rainbow, I got to executive produce, so I got to pick every song, I got to write every song, I got to pick every drum sound, I got to pick every good guitar tone, and I just, I also don't really care as much if people like it or dislike it, because I'm proud of it.
4: Yeah, is that how you define success?
1: Yeah, for me, I think it's been a learning process of how to define success, and for me, it's if I feel like I was as honest as I could be. And as connected to the truth as I can be, and yeah. if that's happening. And also with my new record, I really wanted to make my fans happy because they've like been through it with me. Yeah. We've gone on a long, tumultu- tum- very tumultuous road well, That's together. what's great
4: about your music. It's a journey. It's not just like a album just for music. It's like
1: you can see your progression as an artist, which is the coolest thing. Thank you. And like, I don't even, you were probably, if you are 17, you were seven when TikTok came out. That sounds about right. Yeah. So it's like just crazy to me that like you would even know the progression of me as an artist because yeah. you were so young, but that's so impressive. But you've probably heard Animal, I hope. But even if yeah. you haven't, if High Road's the first record you hear from me, hopefully you'll get the broad scope of who I am as a human, an artist. So what, after people listen to High Road, what do you want them to take away from it? I think that the number one thing is... You can go through things in life that are difficult and come out on the other side and reclaim your happiness and find your joy and feel like yourself. And it might be something you'll never truly get over, but that's okay. And you can grow from the pain and make art out of it. And I that's think it's just, so difficult to do, though. It is difficult, but it also heartbreak creates great art, in my opinion. So even if it's any kind of heartbreak, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think you know
1: it's your album's called High Road. Is yeah. that why you chose to name it that? It's actually a little play on words. So okay. after I put out Praying mm-hmm. on my last record, I thought people would really expect me to be taking the high road on like Ooh, in like all yeah. case scenarios, but sorry dad, but The song High Road itself is actually about, there are all these things on social media that used to just get to me and like be so grating and would really affect me. And now it's legal here, but now I just get stoned and laugh about it. And I really try not to let it affect me, which is more difficult than just saying that. But like, that's what the song's about is just being like, I'm just going to get high and laugh at this because it's so petty.
4: Well... For those who don't know, we are actually recording this episode where you recorded Praying. Yes, in the studio. In the studio. this is So this studio must mean just a lot to you.
1: Yeah, I've recorded I recorded with Alice Cooper in the studio. I recorded wow. Praying in the studio. We've recorded a lot of stuff in the studio. The engineer who's here with us today is like, he's recorded a lot of the songs. He could probably remember more than I could <laughs> no. that we recorded in here, but we've recorded tons of stuff in here.
4: Wow. I think this album of yours. I personally love because I think it's very eclectic and there are so many different uh, styles in one song, you know? So what is the process for you for just creating a
1: song? For this record, it was different than ever before because like for Rainbow, I had a lot of emotional baggage to sort through. And on this record, I really wanted to allow myself to move forward in my life. Like I said, never get over something, but Allow myself to move forward in trying to find and reclaim my voice and my joy and my happiness and all of those things. And I just realized I really didn't want to have any expectations for myself. I didn't want to have to adhere to any boundaries or genres. And I just wanted to, like, purely fuck around and see what happened. And so it comes I, across, Okay, though. good. That's because I'll be listening to Run the Jewels, and then I'll be listening to Queen, and then I'll be listening to Cardi B. So it's like all different kinds of influences that make me happy, but I just wanted to make my fans really, really happy.
4: And you put that in all just one album. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, why not?
1: Yeah. It's all sides of my personality, so why not put it all on one record? True. Do you have a favorite song off the album? Uh, I think today my favorite song off the album is Resentment, but I, I'm i just like so excited. It. It's is, a beautiful song. Yeah,
4: and you have a lot of collaborations on <laughs> this do. album. Brian Wilson, mm-hmm.
1: just a, a classic. Well, just iconic, legend, God music of himself. Yeah. yeah, I'm obsessed with Pet Sounds, and I think that he's one of the most brilliant minds music has ever seen. So, for him to even like know that I exist on the planet Earth is insane. And let alone do a song with (laughs) you. Because for me, like recording with an artist or working with an artist or collaborating and just taking the time to spend time with each other on a piece of art together, that's the highest form of respect in my book. Yeah. And to just like have him have anything to do with me on any level is just insanity. And also Sturgill Simpson is Like a dream come true and then a really close friend of mine and collaborator, an amazing songwriter, Ray Ball is on there. So it's just like this dream team of some of my favorite human beings on the earth. Even people that you've looked up to for years. Oh, since I was like a child. So so
4: how long have you been writing music? Like, were you like writing poetry as a kid and you didn't even know it would turn into music? Or was it a later on thing as you were a teenager?
1: So my mom's a songwriter and she wrote songs for Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash. So I grew up always being around studios and always being around songs. I would grow up like being in the... The sound booth while she was I'm writing. Just observing it all. Yeah. And I always loved it. And I would walk around singing, and everyone would be like, Shh, tell the kid to shut up. You <laughs> and were I was, studying it, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. And so then when I went to like middle school, high school was total hell. Like we were talking about earlier, school sucks. And at least from a social aspect, I it really sucks. Times. It's, high school can be hard. It can be really, really hard. And I didn't have the greatest time. I grew up in the Bible Belt. There was a lot of closed-mindedness, homophobia, racism, a lot of that happening. And I just felt like uh, like totally like uncomfortable. I, to I felt really uncomfortable and very isolated and like total outcast and misfit of school. And I just got like so made fun of and never had a group of friends till I moved to Los Angeles. And I found people that kind of understood me. But that's when I started writing songs is when I just started having this outsider feeling. I just always felt like I was outside of everything, especially at school. I I can relate (laughs) to that. Yeah, It's a hard feeling. It sucks. It really sucks. But if you can use it and channel it and help create your dreams by just being like, okay, I'm not going to focus on the pettiness that's happening at school, I'm going to focus on where I want to go and what I want to be. And I'm going to let this help drive me. That's how I took it. And it seems like you're doing the same thing. I'm trying. It's hard
4: though. It is hard. What would you say to your
1: younger self, your 17 year old self? I would say, don't be so hard on yourself and it's all going to be okay.
4: Man, it's like you're talking to me. It's
1: like <laughs> I can like feel that we are kindred spirits. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And soul sisters. It, totally. And I just like know how that feels to be in school and not feel like you're being seen or understood or belonging. And it's just like a really it makes you feel bad about yourself. And yeah, so very would, demoralizing. Yes. And I and I hate that for anybody that's going through it, but I will say you can get out of town. <laughs> And create a whole life that is perfectly for you. And it does get better. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like once it's, you follow your dreams, it gets better and more comfortable.
4: It's hard to remember in the moment. Have you ever seen the musical Dear Evan Hansen? I have not. Okay. But. If you like. No, I will
1: write it down. I will take notes. Just
4: listen to the, like the album. You can listen to it. I will. You will like connect with it because we, we like, we're on the same level here. Like listen to it, like you, we blown away. I will. No, I won't. It's going to be great.
1: Is it, what's it about?
4: It's about, um, a high school kid with anxiety and he goes into the new school year. It's a very dark subject. It deals with like, uh, suicide and love and all this and that, but it's about, I, at least I took away from like, cause it is a very depressing musical, just coming out on the other side of it and inspiring. And I think, you know, through your music, you really channel just, um, the positivity. And I'm actually really interested with your philosophy on positivity because it's hard to, um, it's hard to forgive and it's hard to move on, especially with the positive mindset.
1: Yeah.
4: How do you do that? (laughs) Um, I can't
1: say that I'm perfect at it. Like, you know, when I'm talking with people, I feel like I want to be this perfect role model. Right. But I struggle with forgiveness. It's hard sometimes because yeah. you can forgive, but you don't forget what people do to you or what they say to you. So it can be really difficult to rebuild trust. That's what my song resentment is about is you get resentments towards people. And unless you address them, they can really destroy relationships. And I just try to always remember that I'm really, really lucky to get to do my dream as a job. And it's not just my job, it's my life. And I get to do things like this and meet other really talented, amazing people and talk about art as my life. Isn't that so
4: cool (laughs) that like this is your job when you would be doing it even if it wasn't? I'd be doing it
1: if I was not getting paid a dime. Exactly. But that's when you know when you love something. Yeah. Yeah it's your dream. And when it comes to fruition, I just try to live in the gratitude. And then I also just, when I was going through a really dark time a couple of years ago, there were a lot of people, total strangers that were really, really kind to me that I had never met before and had no reason to be nice to me. And I just remember feeling so overwhelmed that I could just still cry about it. Every time I think about it, I just am like, these people had no reason to be nice to me or there for me or supportive, and they were. And I just want to be that way towards other people. Yeah, kindness does so much. Like, just the
4: simplest thing, because you don't know what everyone's going through.
1: You have no idea what anyone is going through. Yeah. Like, even someone that flips you off in the car when you're driving, like, of course I get that – initial reaction to be like fuck you two. yeah like what the but then I'm like okay you don't know what they're going through just take a deep breath turn on some cardi b everything's gonna be okay you no know, there's actually a quote that I saw that I wanted to tell you I, do, I don't know who
4: it's by so if anyone knows let me know but it's anger is a punishment we give ourselves for someone else's mistake oh and I've when I heard, heard that, that I was like huh it's so true right like It's a punishment we we give ourselves, like that feeling, Mm. for someone else's action. And take it personally.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. If you've ever read The Four Agreements, and if not, it's a short, awesome book. And one of The Four Agreements of Life is try not to take things personally. So when people are rude or mean or just like girls are bitches at school or, you know, people have been catty in the business I'm in and I just try not to take it personally because everyone has their own insecurities and it's usually not coming from it's like projection I've done yeah. a lot of therapy around this stuff but especially if I've ever been jealous of someone in the past I now realize that it's just my own insecurities so I try to go into all things in my career and just be like hopeful and positive for everybody else because people were kind to me when I needed it so I just want to be kind to people
4: I mean I think that definitely shows good For sure. I hope
1: so because I I feel changed by the kindness I received. I felt like, like taken aback and realized the power it can have.
4: Would you say that uh,
1: others' people's kindness inspired you in your music? Yeah, it inspired me to be a better person and yeah. not feel, especially in industries. Women are so much pitted against each other, but also... We need to support each other because there's enough room for everybody. (laughs) Exactly. It took the words out of my mouth. And in entertainment, but kind of it all starts in like high school. And then in movies, women are fighting over a guy. And I just think it's kind of set up... It's setting us up all wrong. Like we should band together. There's room for everyone. And it's not a competition. Life's not a competition. Like... I just really want to be super supportive, especially of women in this business, because that's what I received. And it was shocking. And how like impactful that yeah, was. Yeah. And
4: it changed my life. Okay. Here's a question. Do you think you'd ever write a musical?
1: Hell yeah. I actually have thought about it. You okay. should do it on like this topic. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that and just like the evolution of mankind and where society is going and how we're kind of Fucked, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to stay
4: hopeful. And we all are, just, yeah, like that's all you can do at this point.
1: It's all that you can do, just especially with social issues. That's my main, you know, place of concern is just where we have made progress. I just don't want to go backwards, and I just see we it are going already started, yeah, go backwards. I've already, yeah, and you see it and you feel it, and it's you want to fight against it. And I feel as if there's just racism raging and homophobia raging and I, I Anti-Semitic, thought... Anti-Semitic, like yeah. it's everywhere. Just Every anti-anybody oh. anti you want to fill in the blank. I know. So I think it's just important to just try to spread love as much as you can mm-hmm. and positivity and good good vibes because <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do at this point
4: you know like <laughs> and the, vote and vote vote, <laughs> vote. i'm actually going to be voting in this my oh, first, this first, first time, time. Mm-hmm. so important i'm so excited just like i've been like i'm taking a u.s government class and a u.s history so i'm like extra educating yeah. myself watch the news every so like trying to like stay intact with that's it.
1: smart because you learn what not to do from not repeating habits that we have maybe done in the past and made mistakes with in no history re- to not repeat history. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of did the same thing in high school. I studied a lot of, um, I studied cold war history for fun. I was studying religious history. I was obsessed. So was history your favorite subject when you were in school, or did you like anything? Else? I liked it all, honestly. I really liked. See, that's school. like me. I love learning, mm-hmm. but I hate. The, rest the other of aspect of it. <laughs> I hated like the rest, all of it, but I liked learning information because I feel like information does help you create a more educated decision about who to be and how to act. And I'm sure world. that
4: affects your songwriting too. The more, you know, on a topic, it can
1: affect how the song sounds. Well, especially just also knowing that when I first started out, it was again, 10 years ago, I just want to make people dance and shake their ass. And I mm-hmm. still, I mean, that's still a goal of mine. I still want to make people dance and have the best night of their life when they come to a show Love of mine. Love that. But I just, the more I've learned about social progress and also it going backwards, the more I want to put messages and meaning and depth into not only my music, but also give back in any way I can. So yeah, all of a sudden, it's not just like this total narcissistic being a famous person thing. It's also utilizing your life. Your platform and... Yeah. All of that. Well, I think we have to talk about TikTok because I feel like we it would
4: just be a shame. If <laughs> it we, would be a shame. It would just be a shame if we didn't. How did, did you, How did that song come about? And
1: did you realize it would be such a hit that it became? Hell no. You never know what's going to be a hit and what's not. You really don't. You just write songs, pray for the best. And that song, actually, I remember writing the lyrics and I was like, this is like, I'm, it was a joke. I was joking. <laughs> yeah. I was like taking the piss out of, like life and I I wrote all these different lyrics that were a lot deeper and more complicated and then I just wrote TikTok verses as literally a joke and then I remember somebody I was working with was just like just for fun make it like as dumb as humanly possible wake up in the morning yeah (laughs) and I was like pedicures on my toes toes." (laughs) and they're like that's great and I was like but it's so dumb and they're like that's It's good, but I think it also set my career up in a way where people didn't know if I was in on the joke or not, so I've spent a lot- If you were,
4: if that's how you actually were as an (laughs) artist, or if that was just you messing around.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know if you've listened to the Beastie Boys, but especially their first record, like, it was them having fun and just kind of being idiots and being happy and fun and joking about shit, and just, like, being nihilist young people, and- That was kind of where my head was at then. But then I also think that I had to spend a solid like five years trying to prove to people that I had a brain.
4: Was that, do you think that uh, made it harder for you to prove yourself in the industry because, you know, that was your breakout song, but it wasn't everything you could
1: accomplish as an artist? Right. And it did. And I feel like I've had to just prove myself over and over and over. And I finally feel like with this record, I finally feel like I've, been seen and heard for all sides of my personality because I do have a side that's just kind of a jackass. But then I have a really emotional side. That, that's every person. And that's what I think I felt like I finally got to showcase on my last record. And so on this new record, I have both sides. It's I have, like a mix of it all. Yeah. And like all sides of my voice, all sides of my personality. And I hope people can have so much fun with it. But also there are songs where I'm like, wailing and singing and that are really depressing so it just depends on the day and how I'm feeling that day but you can also be all those things
2: from
0: BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip
4: I thought in that
0: moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board (laughs) this is Uncanny USA
3: Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
2: there's joy in every journey. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
0: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
4: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. The
4: song Father-Daughter Dance. It is so beautiful. Thank you. Is it hard, uh to be that vulnerable on your records? Cause I know you did that with praying and rainbow and that whole album. Um, but is it still hard to put out things? So just authentic
1: to your life. Well, that one was particularly hard. I was actually in this studio. I were, yeah, we were in this room and I was working with him and my friend drew who I did a good portion of rainbow with too. He's a producer. And I never really thought I had that much emotion behind not growing up with a, father figure Mm -hmm. and and then it just kind of started happening like it really was my stream of consciousness but I wasn't even conscious of it it was you didn't realize how much you needed to like put it out there and I was very very uncomfortable it was very how can you not be though it was so uncomfortable especially especially if you didn't like mentally prepare for something like that oh I like really was fighting it and then I was with two guys that both have children both of daughters and they were like, no, this is important. Keep going. And I was like, I just feel really uncomfortable. But usually the songs that are the most uncomfortable and you just like really don't want the hardest to do. Those are the hardest, but usually those are the ones that people in my past experience have responded to and been like, okay, I really relate to that on like a deep level. Yeah. So the uncomfortable and like painful and the tears. Sometimes good to put yourself, you know, in uncomfortable situations. Like wow, whatever. I feel like I'm slightly addicted to putting myself in uncomfortable situations. I'm like
4: <laughs> forcing myself to sometimes. because <laughs> like, too. And it's just like getting
1: myself like, okay, Samantha, you can do this. You can do it. And it's also like the adrenaline and... Adrenaline helps so <laughs> much. It does. Well, when you play live TV shows, every time... I cannot imagine the adrenaline that comes from that. I get so scared. And I've been doing this for 10 years. Do you still get stage fright? Um, I get like massively terrified to the point of like for sure crying before I take the stage ever if it's a live TV performance when I'm just playing shows they're not televised and I know it's just my fans and we're just ride or die and it's so fun and infectious I don't get nervous I get excited like I'm going to a house party so what is it about the
4: live TV is it because like so many people you know that don't necessarily know you are watching
1: or don't necessarily like me Or would like to find something to pick apart or would like to find the one note that I miss because I don't lip sync and things like that where I just don't want to be fucked if I can't hear myself and I hit one bad note or if I'm dancing and I'm out of breath and it's just, it's live. Well, that's, you know, it's life. That's what
4: I think is so incredible about live performances is because it's not exactly how it is.
1: And you can see that everyone's just human. And I think people forget that. Well, it's also like you don't know if people want that because it's we're also used to the face tune and the auto tune and all of these things that are supposed to make us all, quote unquote, perfect. I don't believe in that can like that concept. I don't believe in perfection as even a thing. I don't think it exists. I don't think it does either. But like we're all. Because what is perfect? It sounds boring. It sounds really boring to me. (laughs) But like I just don't. I also think it's different for every person and we're all fed that perfection is something that is almost unachievable and something that we're not. So it feeds this insecurity, especially in women. And I'm just calling it bullshit. I'm 32 years old. I'm over it. And <laughs> like, I don't want to be perfect. I'm not ever going to be. So but I've no accepted.
4: one is. And the fact that you're showing that will help others to realize that, oh, like being not perfect is cool.
1: Well, and... Everything and everyone is perfect if you stop comparing. True. Very it's true. It's like something I wrote on my ceiling when I was in high school and it's still there at my mom's house. <laughs> How do you write on your ceiling? Uh, I stood on my bed and That's impressive. I, would, I looked, put posters up there and write on my ceiling. Nice.
4: <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> but, you know, there's a song there just from like your past music that I love. Good old days that you did with Oh Yeah. That is such a beautiful song. Thank you. And I think the lyrics
1: in Rainbow, just about... The song Rainbow? Yeah, and just like the colors, like, colors are great. The colors are great. I just put out makeup, and it's really I want to bright. talk to you about that. Yeah, I, I'll send you a box of it
2: <laughs> if oh you my want. Oh, God. It's yes, very please. bright
1: and no. fun. No, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll send you a box, but I'm so excited about it because it's so bright and colorful. Casher Rose f- Beauty. Yeah, Casher Rose Beauty. And I just wanted to make something that would... Make people happy. And I think colors make people happy. Just go. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. What do you think your, your favorite color is? Like if you had to
4: only wear one color for the rest of your life. I don't know if I could do that. Like if you had to. <laughs> if I had to?
1: Is rainbow a color? I'm not no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this hard <laughs> okay, for you. Okay, okay. Uh it'd be either a baby pink or a turquoise. Ooh. Or a puke green, like a chartreuse. Ooh. <laughs> See, I can't pick. Yeah, but light pink is so pretty too. I know. Oh my God. All those, I've had my hair all those colors. So I was thinking about all my favorite hair colors. I love your hair colors. Talking about this earlier, I think it's so cool. Thank you. I'm still kind of getting used to it. Yeah. I feel like when I look at myself in the mirror, I kind of feel like an alien. Yeah. When you're used to seeing yourself one way. But then I also like challenging it. Like I used to not wear a lot of color, and now I want to because it's almost just reconnecting with my child. Self, child self, and my child heart is I love color and I love yeah. glitter, and I don't care what it is. I love glitter, <laughs> I think it's like an innate animal instinct almost to like sparkly things. I know that I
4: literally have unicorn socks and a unicorn necklace, oh like, my God, God. like I so love cute. color and everything.
1: <laughs> well, I love also unicorns, so they're
4: incredible. Yeah, well, I want to talk to you about Keshro's beauty, yeah. The colors in your palette are just, it makes me happy looking at it. Good. That was my goal.
1: I wanted the whole packaging and the colors, just the whole thing to feel like magical. So
4: do you, when you're creating a makeup line, how do you decide what you want it to look like? Because it looks very cohesive, but also very um, different.
1: I wanted it to be unique. I wanted it to be something that if you had it out on your counter or in your purse, that if you pulled it out, people would be like, what is that? That's really cool, especially the eye palette. I wanted – it's foil and velvet and stars and there's a tassel and there's all these colors and some are day and some are night and some are whatever you want. And I just wanted to give people something really special because it's something that
4: – Is it easy to apply because it's hard it sometimes is. to do it's color? It so,
1: is. It's this is why it took me over a year to make this is because, A, I love all the colors. So I was like, I want like... And it's like, cruelty-free, right? Oh, it's cruelty-free, yeah. not tested on animals, not made of any animals, and super pigmented, which is hard to achieve when it's cruelty-free and just has absolutely no harm done to any animals. Yeah. Like working on a red, that was really difficult. I can imagine how hard it is to develop red. <laughs> it's hard because it's usually made out of like smushed up beetles that's usually what red is from but this is all you learn something every day no smushed animals in my makeup so you can wear it so good (laughs) yeah and if you add water to the eyeshadows then they get even more pigmented so you can just like play with it and it's for playing it's for feeling oh I want to try this like happy and excited about life and I like to do one eye one color sometimes and one eye the other color and I just go full like yeah why not Exactly. I just like, like I was telling you before, I've, I'm have i not really into like beauty standards of what I'm supposed to be. I would like to just do what makes me happy. And I think, especially with my makeup, I would like for everybody else to do that. Just yeah. do what makes you happy. Well, I feel like you, just to sidetrack for a sec,
4: I feel like you have so many great memories and experiences just because you want to test things and try new things. What do you think the most memorable and or rebellious thing you did when you were a teen.
1: Oh. (laughs) Well, so my mom wasn't, honestly, I think it was, she wrote country music. So I was like, what is the polar opposite kind of music I could make? And it was like dancey. Like it was emotional, but it was also like, I don't call it rapping. I call it shit talking because I Ah. don't consider myself a rapper. But I was like, what would be like the polar opposite of what kind of music my mom writes. And so I kind of just went like full dance and was talking shit and like just went in a totally different direction. That's kind of how I found my sound initially it was by accident. It was just me trying to rebel against what my mom would have like wanted me to do. Yeah, And it's funny because now I've come full circle yeah, and no. just put out a song with Sturgill Simpson and love country music. So,
4: <laughs>
1: Hey, everything happens for a reason in that way. I think... I like to believe it does because if you don't believe that—and there are some days I don't, but— I think it depends on the situation. Like, I feel like if the stars align, yeah, you know? But then why not think it happens for a reason? It's kind of—you can make that choice or not. And it feels nicer to think something's watching out over you and everything's happening for a reason and there is karma. All of those very hippie things I do— I do believe in because it makes me feel comforted. Yeah. And I mean, I also know that it might not be real, but I like to believe it.
4: I think, I think it was you on the Zach Singh show when I heard you say that you believe that, well, well, you're talking about raising hell and you're talking about uh, that you believe you can make heaven on earth.
1: Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Sure. I think that like our experience, how we behave to ourselves, to other people, being honest, chasing our dreams, believing in ourselves, all of those things can contribute to leading a more positive or quote-unquote heavenly experience. And I'm not so worried about being judged at the gates of heaven or hell. I'm more concerned with leading a really honest life and standing for something and being remembered for standing for something and being a good person and being on the right side of history. Yeah. And I feel like that to me is living in your heaven and living in your hell would be not yeah. following your heart and not following your truth.
4: I love that. Is that how you want to be remembered? And like, that's, is that what you want your legacy to be? so
1: weird you're asking me that because I was up all night last night. I couldn't sleep because of the full moon. And I wrote a song called Legacy. <laughs> That's really bizarre you asked me that. That's so weird. Yeah. But I was talking about how I don't really know what I want to be on my tombstone. I think it should just say, like, party on.
4: <laughs> but like, that is the
1: most... <laughs> yes. Cause yes. I, I also just think we're here yeah. for a short time. I, I think we're he- we all should try to have the best time we possibly can. And there's a little bit of nihilism in that, which is you know it is what it is you know you never know how long you're going to be here for so live it to the fullest live it to the fullest and a lot of my songs are about that I know and I think it's
4: I just think it's so incredible and it makes me smile that you did a song with Kes- with Kesha with the dollar sign oh the my God. old Kesha did you hear it I love it it's, <laughs> it's like what made you how do you come up with that idea to do a collaboration with your
1: my former self. Your former self. Your <laughs> former uh, reputation or well, whatever Well, I think it was. it's just like me being self-aware that at that time when I had the dollar sign in my name and people just had no idea what to do with me <laughs> and like really, really had no idea. And so I wanted to be my current self, but featuring that part of me. And so... What you, made you
4: change from the dollar sign to the just a regular S? Um... Was there a moment you're like, today's the day?
1: I, did, I had like just a year of change and going through some really heavy stuff and it was a lot thrown at me right in one year and it just made me want to, I wanted to respect myself as an artist more because I felt like I wasn't being seen for who I really am. And I think to be seen for who you really are, you have to present who you actually are in huge part of that was being more vulnerable and not always just being so self-deprecating and taking the piss. Like my Twitter handle used to be Kesha sucks because I thought I'll just beat people to the punchline. Yeah, So, (laughs) but then I just, I wanted to just feel like I was being nicer to myself and it's hard to do though. It's literally the hardest thing in the entire world. That's my biggest challenge. What do you say to someone who's like going through that and needs to overcome just self-love? Self-love is such a hard thing because it's so easy to talk about, but it's really, really hard to practice. I think giving myself a break is really, really hard. And I mean, you seem like you're a very ambitious person yourself. It's really hard to be really ambitious and want to conquer the world in whatever field you're going for. And then also take it easy on yourself. I've, I don't know if you. I'm very, that. I'm very like, critical of myself. Yeah. Me too, and I think that's part of what makes my work ethic. I like love to work, and I love to be so involved in everything. Cause it's so cool creating something. It's the best feeling. It's the, in the best world.
4: <laughs> feeling. Oh my god, I love it. This is the first thing I've ever like created, and the fact that it's like you know I was working on it in my room, and now it's like I'm talking to you, like man, like.
1: And that's myself amazing. A on that. You should. As you totally should. And I used to just feel like, oh, I'm such a douchebag if I ever say anything nice about myself.
4: It's hard for me to do it. Like I, I'm trying to make more of
1: an effort to just be like. Girl, me too. Every day. Every it's day. It's still something I work on. And because I just never want to come off like I'm full of myself or conceited. Or
4: you're bragging. No. But you just want to share your experience. <laughs> I, I got you.
1: But I also feel like, wow, I work, I work a lot. To do this thing, and I should be able to say a nice thing about it without feeling like a douchebag. That's really hard for me. It's
4: really hard to relax sometimes. Like just, especially just to take a breath Ooh. and like live in the moment. It's one of the hardest things to do. But when you're in the moment, it's the best feeling.
1: Well, like here, I'm right here with you, right? But I know we're like creating something that is part of your destiny and mine. So I feel really good about this time. But then if I were to go home and just, like, lay on the couch, I would be there for about two minutes, and then I would feel really guilty and go upstairs and start, like, playing the piano. That's so
4: interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, the healthiest thing in the world. No, but I, I, I find it so
1: interesting. Just I'm obsessed with it. Creating. Yeah. It makes me feel, like, peaceful when I can create. It makes me feel useful and peaceful. And I I don't know if that's like the healthiest thing, but for me in my life, I've found it to be the most therapeutic thing when I create. What is your biggest goal as an artist? Is it to win Grammys? Is it to make a certain amount of albums? You know, it used to be things like, of course, who doesn't want a Grammy? You know, if you make music, of course, that's like a dream. But I've tried to make it more... um, less dependent on external validation. So something like that, you really have no control over. So I don't want to put my happiness in the hands of something I have zero control over. I'd rather make- Take it, control of situation. Yeah, and just feel successful in creating a song like praying. That song is like a journey in like a <laughs> song. I feel you. Every time I sing it, I feel like- It's I like go you go through a story. Oh, I, I go through it every, every single time I sing that song. But I've had so many people that have gone through very, very different things than I've gone through and have just said they related to that song. And that, to me, is the best feeling in the world, knowing that you've connected with someone and helped them in a way feel not alone. So that, to me, is success. I
4: hope that's what this does. And I'm just so happy and grateful that you know, you're on this
1: week's episode and it just means the world to me. Well, Thank you. And I'm like, so excited for you. And I'm like, you're 17. And that's so impressive that you're so you're just so in charge of your life and you're doing what you want to do. And I just like think that's badass. It's really hard to just go after what you want and have the confidence to do it and really just do it and you're doing it. And it's amazing and really inspiring.
4: Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for being on this week's episode. Make sure you go listen to Kesha's new album, High Road. Yeah. It is hope you guys amazing. Like it. Hope you guys
1: like it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm so excited for yeah.
4: you. Yay. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Kesha. I had such an incredible time just getting to know her. Make sure you go listen to her new album, High Road, and follow her on her socials. Her Instagram is IisWhoIIs. Make sure you follow my Instagram, which is it's Sammy J, I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And also follow my podcast Instagram, which is crazy to say, it's real, And you're going to want to follow that because there are some pretty exciting giveaways coming and a lot of fun stuff. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Bye.
0: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: in-person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day.